0: Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. This podcast hosts the weekly Sunday message from Zion Fellowship, a spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York, pastored by Mark Scorsone. We hope this resource encourages, challenges, and helps you on your journey with God. So whether you're driving, washing dishes, or sitting in your living room, let's prepare our hearts together as we hear the word of the Lord. Turn to your neighbors a say hip-hip hooray. We're on our way, all right? So where are we going? I want to take uh, these next couple of weeks here and kind of share with you um, just some things that uh, myself and the leadership team have been discussing over this past year. I've uh, been really doing a lot of praying and conversations that have been taking place. And uh, you keep hearing me say, moving forward together, right? How many of you have heard me say that a couple times? But yes, thank you, Anissa. And then, where are we moving forward to, and how are we going to get there? You ever thought about that? Okay, we're moving forward together. It's kind of a nice idea, but where are we going, and what is God saying, and what is God doing? So, I want to kind of bring you up to speed with some of the things that are in our heart um, as a leadership team, so you can be praying about it, so you can also be um, uh, just uh, walking with us and asking the Lord, what kind of... uh, part that you need to play, or where could you be involved in different things? Because I believe what God is asking us to do is uh, going to take all of us, and uh, willing hearts, and our time, our energy, our money, our resources, different things like that, uh, as he unfolds things. Um, You can see it with our kids' ministry and teens. It's just starting to uh, just explode, and just uh, where God wants to take that. And my heart, when I first started ministry back in 88 and graduated Bible school in 89, I was all in on youth ministry and still has a very uh, sensitive and passionate place in my heart. I want to see our kids and our teens experiencing the presence of the Lord and so um, and and just bring revival and, and just let the Lord touch them. But before I get into all that, I don't know, have you guys been challenged this week with this whole heart of gratitude over attitude? I know that I have and I've been bringing it to my my kids this week. We've been doing some uh, devotion and kind of challenging because uh, now that we brought some light to it, uh, or the Lord has brought some light to my heart on it, I've, I've seen it shown up in even little areas. Like I'll be going to the grocery store and uh, how many of us, we've gone to the grocery stores and like, how how high can these prices get? Anybody else think like that? Man, they're going up again. I, I look at my, I, I'm a pretty budgeted person and I look at what we're spending on groceries and it's just like Blowed our blown our our budget right out of the water because the prices are so high, and I'm just like, man, just how high can they get? And then instead of getting a bad attitude like I usually have about the high prices, I felt like the Lord say, "Isn't it great? There's food on the shelves." I was like, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of places they don't even have that. And then you go to the gas station and. Prices are up and down and all around. They go up so quick and they hardly ever come down as fast or hardly at all. And though I'm complaining about the gas prices, the Lord says, isn't it great that you got a place where you can go get gas so you can go to these different events and go to church and go to work and different things like that? See, these are kind of things that the Lord is just kind of, maybe you've already had this revelation, but a heart of gratitude is so... Encouraging, and it spurs us on, and it makes no room for a bad attitude. and And that's why he's been so uh, putting it on my heart, and and the testimonies that I've gotten from several of you throughout this week of what God was doing and what God has shown you is just so encouraging that sometimes we get stuck with what we see through our eyes. And if we can only just change our attitude and just put it in a place of gratitude, even in the little things. Ten lepers were healed, only one returned to thank him. I want to be a people that is grateful, that have grateful hearts, that is constant. And we, we say all the time, and I, I'm guilty as the next person, God is so good. And he is, isn't he? he he's, he's been there for us, he's faithful. But sometimes I just take that, that, that saying for granted, that God is good, God is great. We, we, we have these Christianese type saying, but has it really touched our heart in a way that we're saying, God, you are you are amazing. You have saved me from so much. You have protected me from so much. You have guided me in ways that I I, I am just so grateful for the grace of God. Do we take time out to really thank him from the bottom of my heart? I know when my, kid, my kids are really grateful for something. And then there's times where I'll do something for them, and then they'll walk away and it's a thank you, you have to remind them to be grateful. And they're like, oh, yeah, Dad, thanks. But I don't want us to be a people that take his goodness for granted. And I don't think that we are, but I think God's after something deeper, something, something really uh, revelatory in, in our thinking with this whole area. So back to what I kind of want to share with you um, today with just kind of getting us on, up to speed with things. Uh, me being here, my first year, uh, coming up, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's been over a year now, and just kind of, all right, what, what's this whole thing look like? What's it beginning to unfold like? Uh, how many of you wanted to kind of know where, where you think God's taking us as a church? One or two, three or four people? And so I just just want us to, we're all in this together, and I want us to be so informed in a way that that we're we're, we know how to pray we know how to understand we can go after this thing together so this isn't going to be kind of um you know you're at the altar repenting type message it's more of information of how i feel uh god is uh, unfolding things and what you could do to be a part of it amen so i'm going to try to answer the who what where when and why questions and how of how this wheels on the bus Go round and round. And now, I know by the end of the day, you're going to be hating on me. Like, I can't get this stupid song out of my head. But there's different lines to that song, right? About the wipers do this, and the kids do that, and, and it's just, it's just like, ah. all right? So, but we're, we're this bus here, and so how are we going to move forward in that verse in Philippians 127, which says, let, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ." And Paul says this, so whether I come and see you or I am absent, may I hear that you are standing firm in one spirit, one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. I read that last week. And this is all part of how we move forward together. So over these next couple weeks, you're going to try to kind of unfold this this bus drive that we're on and uh, we're going to have um, an elders panel uh, where we're going to have kind of a guided conversation of just kind of hearing their hearts um, uh, some questions that you might have. So if you have some thoughts or questions like, hey, I'd like some more clarity on this, go ahead and email the office and uh, we'll be sure to give the elders all the hard questions and I'll take all the easy ones. So just uh, be, be trying to get you all up to speed with... Um, things that have been going on. Because we've had a lot of conversations, we've done a lot of praying and a lot of different things that are going on of um, what we feel like the Lord is doing. And it's not replacing or um, taking apart anything that's been in the past because I really feel, uh, and you know this as well as anybody, that there's a great foundation here. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears have gone into the foundation of what God is doing. And I just want to build on that and take this uh, to another level and try to be obedient with what God is saying. So as we move forward together here, the reason why I want us all to be a part of this is I de- I believe deep down in my heart that there's gold in this congregation. The first service, second service, there are a ton of you that, um, it's like this, this whole thing with a bank account. When you put money into the bank, there's interest that is, Draw, that, that comes on the money that stays in there, right? For those of us that can keep any money in there. And, um, and I'm, at, I, I'm, I'm believing that God is calling for a return on his deposit. Do you know what I'm saying? I believe that, that God has invested so much into so many of you, into so many of us, that now he is saying it's time for me to get a return on the money that I put in on the investment, the deep deposit of the things of God in your heart that might be different than he's put in mine or other people. But together, when he's drawn this out, he's going to unfold such a beautiful thing because of all the years of the things that you've been through, good, bad, and ugly, he breathes on it and makes it beautiful. Do you understand what I'm saying there? So I believe that this is the time where God is saying, I'm coming for a return on that because he put it in there for a purpose, not just for it to sit and draw interest and to grow, even though that's great and that's good for us, but he's gonna call and he's gonna ask us to push that back out so we can touch others. So that's part of our goal there, and it's gonna need your gifts, your talents, your ideas, your input, your help, your buy-in, time, resources. So the bus is Zion. The engine, I believe, is this eight-cylinder engine which seven of them are the spirits of God, which I shared last week, and the eighth spirit is our spirit, amen? What are we bringing to Zion? What spirit are we bringing in here? Are we ready to worship on Sundays? Are we bringing uh, our hearts purified and and just broken before the Lord? Are we doing the things that we need to do throughout the week to make our heart ready to be sensitive for these divine interruptions that he's having uh, in our lives throughout the week? And so what are we bringing? What spirit are we bringing? And that's a big challenge because not only is it personal, it also touches us as a congregation. Amen? So that's a big challenge uh, for the eight-cylinder uh, engine to run on. Um, and then the wheel number, I'm going to share four different wheels. And it's not the end-all to what this bus is. It's just the, the beginning of the different things. I mean, what do you need? What do you need to move forward here as, as we're growing and as things are going and, you know, at first I thought, well, I'm going to need some sort of an assistant pastor type role to kind of help me out with some of the day to day stuff, some of the administrative things that are going on and blah, blah, blah. And then as I thought about it more and I've talked to some some mentors in my life and some people that have really uh, learned to lean on with um, questions as I walk through this um, this thing called pastoring um, and just kind of asking God himself, you know, what 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 is it that's best here? for the church. And so I'm going to lay out these four wheels uh, on this bus that I think are the wheels that help move this bus forward. And it's not, again, the end all, but I think it's it's, it's um, a pretty pivotal structure of where I feel like the Lord's put passion in my heart, where I think are very important areas to this church called Zion. And there's other things that are going to happen because, you know, on a bus there's different seats on the bus all the, the the goofballs sit in the back and all the the good kids sit in the front and if you're goofing off then you gotta you gotta get you get moved to the front there's different times that you get moved around on the bus right there's different seats on the bus we've heard that saying well maybe there's time that uh, maybe there's a different seat on the bus for you here we have monitors we have bus drivers and different things like that on the bus so we all have different roles and we're all inside of this thing and so wheel number one are you following with me right now are we, are we trickling that? Okay. Wheel number one is cradle to the college. I want someone in there that can um, can take this whole generation from infants to college and career. And I want different steps in these, um, these categories. So we're not having like... A good kids ministry and then we have nothing for middle schoolers and we try to to build it back up and now we got teenagers that aren't following the lord and different things like that i want steps in their growth in this church where they're they're growing with us they're going with us and there's a lot of needs because i don't want to lose anyone in this generation and it's so easy to lose a lot of them because there's nothing there for them and, and I've, I've seen the needs, and I've talked to some of you, and we're working on it. And then when Madison came to me in November and just said, I really have this heart for youth ministry and different things like that, and I just how it all unfolded with the different things that are going on. Um, and, and so they're starting to build a team of, of just really working out um this kids' ministry all the way to college and career. So we don't really have anything right now for college and career. We're just starting the, 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 the teens' ministry. Our, our kids' ministry is going really well because of all the work that Jill Hansen did with that, and she turned it over to just a really healthy place, so I'm grateful for that. But I do you, do you understand these steps that I want to see taken for our kids? And so when they go to school and they, they graduate and they go to college, 90% of them don't turn their back on the Lord like that's what the stat is now. Because they go to the college and they get all these liberal ideas and, and now they, they come back and, and they don't aren't following the Lord anymore. I don't want to see that. I want to see it keep growing so that they're a, a vital part of a healthy church going on. And so that's uh, college um, and cradle to college um when i was working this out with shannon to, she said uh, cradle to the grave i was like, well we'll 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 work on that but uh, let's 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 go to college right here so um madison and kyle tricky are the uh, directors over that katie um my wife katie and elizabeth are part of the team we're working on some other folks we've got some great teachers and volunteers uh that are part of all that unfolding um so that's um they're providing vision oversight empowering leaders um and just different things with curriculum and training uh conferences we're, we're talking about getting things ready for camp shiloh this year we want our teens and our kids to possibly go to camp shiloh different retreats and um, conferences that are, are being laid out there just like the women are going to we have some for our teens and, and older kids uh events both relational and spiritual And then here's a part that I really want to bring into youth ministry that I touched on a little bit when I was in youth ministry, but I think there's such a a need for it now, and that is training the family and having parent groups where we can get together and and just say, how how are you doing this thing? You know, I'm frustrated with this, and this is going on here, and then bringing in some, some grandparents that can kind of help us, like, how did you do it? How, your kids are following the Lord out. You know, Give us some insight and that we could start working together and having you know, groups where we can walk in this thing together that we're not alone feeling like, oh, I'm failing my family uh, as parents. And so there's different things, different ideas, and we've talked about some different things with that that hopefully we can be unfolding here in the uh, days to come. But some of these things, if they spark some questions or you know get some curiosity thing going, just jot them down, and, and we can uh, talk about it when we have the uh, elders panel and things like that. So Proverbs two six: train up a child in a way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Amen? Amen. Wheel number two, care and compassion. We have a lot of folks that are in need, uh, from the urgent to the hospital calls to the visitations to the... Um, mechanical things of cars breaking down we we have a lot of things that are going on on a daily basis and um i know that uh, quentin and mary's name up there isn't going to shock you oh it's not up there yet there it is boom um these two are already doing this so they don't really even need a title but they are um deep caring people that they have the friday night thing is just blowing up they had what eight new people again this week Um, people that just drive by and see all the cars in their yard and just sparks of curiosity like, hey, uh, I got to go there, and they end up showing up. But um, we we got Cynthia that's getting ready to go in the hospital. She's been in the hospital. We have other people that have been in the hospital. We had an urgent need this week, and I just can't stay on top of it all, all the time, and I don't want anybody who comes here to feel uncared for. Amen? This is what Zion does very well. You care for people. You love for people. Sometimes we just don't know who needs help and things like that. So we're trying to put together uh, that team, and they're going to be building a team of lay ministers that will help carry out this care and compassion for the congregation, get information over to the GAP team so we can pray for them. You know, I just wish I had a dollar every time uh, we heard this phrase. Well, I just wish I knew that that was happening. I wish I knew that was going on. And so I want people to really feel cared for and not um, fall into the cracks with visitations. You see that thing called ZFN, that's Zion Family Needs. We have some resources available for folks that um, just might need some help along the way. I also want to open it up for some counseling and guidance. We have folks in here that do some counseling, um, but just ministry, personal ministry, uh, walking with people as they need uh, an extra person to kind of hold on to as a am I keeping you awake there, Josh? There's this big old yawn there. Uh, <laughs> um, so Matthew 25, 35 through 36, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did this, To one of these brothers of mine, even to the least of them, you did it to me. And these two are epitome of caring for people. Um, Just met with Quentin, as we do uh, at times, and just the the people that he goes and does long-term stuff with. He goes to court, he goes to um, the DMV and fills out paperwork and and, uh, DSS and different things that just doesn't take a few minutes to do, but takes a lot of time and commitment, and so um, they're going to be building up a team, and that just hasn't really unfolded yet, but they're really already doing it, and we're just going to kind of build on that, so hip, hip, hooray for Quentin and Mary, amen, and if you're interested in being a part of that team, you can approach them or myself, um, even with the the kids ministry team, uh, uh, even though that's already kind of running, but if there's an interest there, we want to get people plugged in, uh, wheel number three is community and outreach this is a big deal to me um, I don't really still praying about um, uh, God leading us to that um, person or couple that will do that but this this is kind of going to be unfolding throughout the year however God you know fills in these spots but to me and to the leadership team our community is a big deal we have people from Penyan, Yan from Newark from Waterloo Uh, canadaigo we have the world right here amen we have people from all over from the va to the um, different colleges uh, that come here to study rochester's not too far Um, and so uh, i really want us to have more of of an imprint in our community um, and uh, build a a, a team to help provide vision and oversight to our local outreaches and our short-term missions that we want to do Uh, Wellspring is a big part of this, the Wellspring building um, that uh, was used last year, but not to the the function that we all felt it could be used. So we have some ideas about the Wellspring house, and getting a team in there to um, do different things, do different outreaches there. Uh, There's some ideas about using the upper room uh, for potentially housing some folks that need some temporary housing. There's a lot of ideas passing around with that. But we're, we want to do um, different things where we go out to the community, prayer walks um, in, in this area and other areas, uh, open door mission where we can take some of our family members. I'd like to get my kids out there. Uh, you talk about gratitude, get them serving uh, the less and the fortunate. That'll open up their eyes really quick. But different things right here where we don't have to spend a lot of money to go out and reach the mission field. Amen. And so Acts one. Uh, through eight, and you will see power when you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in both Jerusalem and Judea and all of Judea and Samaria and in uh, into the even the remote parts of the earth and I think we do a really good job with uh, the missionaries that we support and blessing them and we got some great uh, we got a great missionary committee that uh, stays on top of that and we're going to begin to highlight Um, a missionary, hopefully here once a month, so you can get a feel for who we send money to and what they're doing. Um, We have the Clarks from Haiti coming in in May to kind of share with us and excited about them coming, but I think there's more that we can do in our local community where we can not only just send our money, but also be a resource with our own bodies to reach out with that. Amen? So if there's any interest in that, come see me on that. We can see where Um, I had some people in first service come up afterwards and said, hey, I'd like to be considered for, be a part of this team here. So that's where um, I'm just going to leave it up to the Holy Spirit to put put it on your heart to do. Wheel number four of this bus is connection and growth, and this has been already kind of established here uh, a a few months ago, but we're going to start building on that, and that's uh, um, Jerry and Lorraine Fish and Doug and Diane uh, Tesh. Uh, they're back there, uh, Jerry and Lorraine. Yes, yeah, behind Jeff there, you guys can wave. They have the connection table out here where we're starting to get information cards filled out and then they follow up and give you calls and see how you're doing there. It's uh, not going to take the place of the Welcome Center, but it is going to kind of work with that. We're going to have the people in the Welcome Center kind of... Look around for the new folks that are here. So if you're new here, you want to check that out. Um, they're, they're great at trying to get you plugged in or see what kind of needs you have or just kind of answer any questions that you might have of what's this thing about Zion? Why do you guys do flags? Why do you do this? Why don't you do that? And they're there to help bring some understanding to that because we're a wild bunch here we're kind of crazy in some of the things we do and when God shows up it's even more wild and so you might need some understanding on you know why we do what we do and so hopefully that team will help out with that and Ephesians 4 16 is a great verse to sum this up from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper work of each individual part Causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Our motto is love by God, love one another, and love the world. And so this is kind of how it looks to me as we unfold this. I believe that Zion is a place where the brokenhearted, the hurting, the wounded, the ones looking for connection and help come to it's been prophesied over. It's been uh, shared in visions uh, that this would be a place, a mass unit, where people can come and get whole. And so I see Zion as a place where, and this is kind of my ministry philosophy, where you get out of the world, salvation. Amen. How many of you have made that, that, that one? Thanks, man. We turn to Jesus. He's our Lord and Savior. And then, this is where the bulk of our Christian walk is, is that we need a place where we can get the world out of us. This is discipleship, this is mentoring, this is walking through uh, things with one another, small groups, uh, short-term missions, uh, where we can say, God, I surrender all, but help me do that. And how does that look when I surrender all? When I say yes to you and put down my agenda, my needs, and my wants, Help me to get the world out of me because there's a lot of times we get saved and we want to go back into the world, but we don't take the time needed to get the world out of us and we end up being worse than what we first came into because we haven't allowed the time where where God comes in and really puts His, His, his searchlight on the things of our hearts and that's an ongoing, continual thing. The only time when we get into trouble is when we stop doing that. When we stop saying, "Lord, I, I don't need to grow anymore. I don't need to do anything. I, I, I've I've arrived," and when we start saying that and start doing that, then we become part of the problem, not part of the solution. And so we want people to get saved, amen. We want them to get discipled and and mentored, and where they're not struggling with addictions and and, and uh, different things that want to draw them back into the world. We want to see people set free and and things broken out of and get the world out of them, because the ultimate desire as a Christ follower is to go back into the world. Get the world out of us. Salvation get the, or get out of the world. Salvation, get the world out of us. Discipleship for the ultimate desire to go back into the world. The thing that God has you placed into to be a representation and ambassador of Jesus Christ to the lost and to the dying. I had somebody in the first service that gave a testimony of just a, a, a lady that Um, doesn't want to hear anything about God, uh, doesn't want to hear anything about the Bible, but all of a sudden her daughter has gotten interested. Isn't it interesting how God uses family like that? And so the daughter's been asking questions, and so this lady didn't know who else to go to, so she went to um, the one who was given the testimony. Her name was Karen here in first service. And Karen says, I've never been able to break through, get through, but all of a sudden now her her daughter is interested, and now she's open. She says, I want, I want this for my, my kid. I, don't, I, don't, I, I still don't buy into it. It's not for me. But all of a sudden, her daughter's having this transformation take place, and she says to Karen, the mom, like, what is it about your faith that is so attracting? See, once we allow God to get the world out of us, the world will come to us with the attraction of Jesus Christ in you to say why is it that you're different even though you're facing so many hard things and going through hardships because there's a world out there looking for it and I don't know in your walk I find this in my walk that there's a desire when I first was introduced to Jesus I yeah Jesus I want to give you my life I want to go to heaven. I have this great desire to save the world and all this stuff that goes on. The desire is there, right? But then the fire comes in. And the fire isn't there to destroy us, and you've heard me say this before, but it's there to purify us, to get all the junk out of our hearts so that when God is saying, hey, I've dealt with you in this area, now you can go back in to the world and set people free. That's the really cool part about following Jesus. That what the enemy has held you captive in, God has set you free in, and now you're able to set other people free in. That, to me, is powerful. And that should be exciting to why you go through some of the fire, some of the things in your life. And why they keep creeping up and when you say yes to God in certain areas and say, God, I'm really going to take a step of faith and I'm going to step out into this, then the enemy comes in like a flood. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom in that, and so I see a whole group of gold people in here that God is is dealing with things. And I, you know, I stalk you on Facebook. I see what you're really like on Facebook, and and some of the days that are the things that are going on, and some of the stuff you go through. And then when you come here on Sunday, it's like yes, yes, God, you still got your hand on them. And then last night, and this is kind of what. What, what the Lord is kind of doing, I, got, I don't always get on Facebook, but when I do, I got on there and I'm just kind of looking at different things. I saw a very disturbing post from somebody that's just kind of new here and a friend has brought them in and I immediately texted the friend and I said, hey, did you see this post? And she said, no, I didn't get to see it yet. And so I, I told her what it was about and she immediately called this person and got her the help that she needed because it needed some things uh, urgently. And that's how the body of God works. And so Facebook can be really, you know, i got a love-hate relationship with social media, but it also can be very good, because I literally got on Facebook, and she posted this disturbing post one minute. No one else had commented on it or, or liked it or disliked it or sad face or anything. There was nothing on it. It was actually just posted one minute before I saw it. And then I went back on there, and the post was taken off. And so God, was, God is doing something and, and getting some reports on that. And so, but that's where we need one another, to be just alert and attentive. Like, you know, we see things, oh, that's just so-and-so going through. You know, just take some time, if the Lord is putting it on your heart, to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I saw this. Is everything okay? And they might say, yeah, I, I just had a, a you know, bad moment, and I vented on Facebook, like none of us do, but we all kind of do sometimes. But, you know, it might be something a little bit deeper. And God is asking us to go deeper. Amen? So hopefully the wheels on this bus where God is taking us is wherever the Holy Spirit's leading. And I I, I wish it could be a destination, but there's going to be times, folks, I just want to set you up right now. There's going to be times where we're just going to worship on a Sunday morning. We're just going to be on our faces before the Lord. There's going to be times where God is going to be challenging us. To repent and to go after things to bind our hearts together there's going to be times of teaching and instruction i just want you to be ready for whatever the spirit of the lord has and whatever the spirit of the lord wants to do in this place that i'm giving him permission the leadership's giving him permission to move like never before and building on what's been here so i'm excited um, there's different other things that are going to be happening. So if there's any interest in any of these areas or if there's some areas where you're like, hey, have you thought about this? I probably have because there's been so many things that the Lord has just been exploding in my heart in the vision and just trying to, okay, let's slow down here, let's slow down here. And because it's really incredible because I have people say, man, there's so many changes going on. And then I have some people saying, hey, when are you going to start changing things? And so there's just a different hodgepodge of different things going on. And we're doing some things Practically, we got some some screens and projectors that you could actually see the words now and they're not all fuzzy and you're just like, is it my glasses and do I need glasses, that whole thing. And then we're gonna be doing some things in the foyer to make our foyer more uh, attractive to to people that come in. Uh, Right now, I just kind of feel like it's a cattle drive into the sanctuary that there's no escape route. Once they enter the doors, it's like uh, right into the sanctuary and that can be a little intimidating. So we're gonna be doing some things there Uh, opening some things up and just moving some things around um, just to make a little bit of facelift there. And that's all fun stuff. Who wants to come in and knock down a wall every once in a while? Hey, we can, you know, $3, you can take five swings or something like that. We can just do all, this is where we're going to do it together. We got some things happening down the Wellspring house that just need some, you know, we got some work days coming up and things like that. But can we all do this together? Even if, and what I'm going to ask you is if you, you know, some of this is going to help out with some of the questions, some of it's going to bring more questions, but I'm just going to ask you, if you if you don't understand all of it, just begin to pray about it, and if you have a concern or a thought, we can talk about it and try to bring you up to speed, because my heart is to have you informed as much as possible with all the important things, so we can go, oh, that's why we're doing this, oh, that's why that's happening, oh, that's why that's changing, and so it can help make some sort of sense, because I know... Not a lot of people, not everybody likes change, right? But change happens. The only one that doesn't change is him. But if he's breathing, and I don't want to change just for the sake of changing. I want to change to be ready for what God is doing and who he's bringing in. Amen? So can you pray with me? Stand up and pray. Join me. Father, we give you ourselves as members of Zion, of those that you've attracted here. Lord, from those that have been here for years to the new folks you're bringing in, Lord, you're up to something. You're doing something. And we just say as a people, here we are. Lord, use us, stretch us, fill us, God, with the different things from Mega Sports Day where camp where kids are coming here from out of the streets, Lord, through to our summer camp with Mega Sports Camp, to the different things that are going to be happening with our kids and teens, to our small groups, to the different ideas of these outreaches and care ministry and community growth. Lord, we just ask you to breathe on it. Have your way in it. Lord, use us in any way that you're saying to do, Lord, and help us to be obedient when you put your hand on our hearts. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for each person here. Thank you for the ones that are here, those that are traveling, those that couldn't be here. Lord, touch them all. And we give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hip hip. We're on our way. Amen. God bless you guys. We hope this message has encouraged and challenged you in your walk with God. This podcast is a resource of Zion Fellowship, a Spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York. If you would like to learn more about us, visit us on our website at zionfellowship.net. Blessings to you as you continue your day.